excited for this lesson tonight. We're starting a new series on love. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that word before, um, but that's what we're going to do. And I want to begin our thoughts in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. The title of this uh, lesson is what's love got to do with it? And we're not talking about the song, brethren. What's love got to do with it? First Corinthians chapter 13, I want to focus our minds in on verses one through three. Paul said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but, not have, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Think about what Paul says, if I have all these abilities, if I have all of these things and I don't have love, I'm nothing. So much is said in the New Testament on love and its value. But why? Why is there such an emphasis on this concept, love? What, what, is about, what is it about this characteristic or this quality that merits so much attention, so much to be said about it. Paul, at the end of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, in verse 13, he ends by saying, the greatest of these is love. The study on love is to challenge us to the ultimate. Challenge us to be the kind of Christian that would radiate the love of God to all around them. We need goals to strive towards, don't we, brethren? We all need a goal that we strive towards, and I got a goal for us to strive towards as we study this on Sunday nights. There's no greater goal than what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 48, for us to be perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect. How about that goal? Can we strive to look to uh, do that goal as we study this? Can we have open ears and open hearts to see if we can love just a little bit better? Or maybe I can put it just even a little bit more simple. Are we going to be able to love as God loves? But if we really are going to attain such a high goal, if, if we're going to really be able to get even close to this, it's necessary that we fully understand what is meant by the word love. Amen? In order for me to attain this goal, to be perfect like my Father is perfect in heaven and to have that perfect love, then I got to know what it is. The Bible doesn't attempt to define it so much as to illustrate it. God demonstrated it so that we could understand what it is like to love as he loves. 
It's beautiful. Love is written all in the book of the Bible, isn't it? Everything in the Bible is about love. Three things come to mind that can give insight as to why such an emphasis is placed upon love. And I hope that it will show us just how great love is. And we're going to really dive into it uh, in the coming weeks. We're going to look at how love suffers long. We're going to look at those qualities. We're going to think about how we can be a better lover. The first thing for us to consider is this. God is love. That's a pretty hard point, isn't it? (laughs) Probably one you've never heard of. Probably one you've never sung. But really, this point alone should be sufficient enough. Amen? This point alone should be sufficient enough to show us why love is so important, why love is so great. See, God is the embodiment of love. Uh, consider 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And then it says, In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The satisfying sacrifice for our sins. The source of all that God does, it comes from love for his creation. See, he shows his love by sending his son to die so that we could be free from the penalty of sin. Wouldn't you say amen to that? Wouldn't you be glad to know that somebody loved you enough to take care of your problem? Boy, I wish somebody would take care of my problems sometime. How about you? Jesus said, I'll take care of your problem. The biggest problem that you'll ever be faced with. The greatness of his love is seen in different ways. And I want us to think about this for just a minute. It's seen in how he loves the unworthy. Think about Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Think about that. See, we see the love of God when he says that, you know what, even though you're not worthy, I'm still going to die for you. Even though you don't deserve it, I'm still going to do something for you because I love you. See, the greatness of his love is seen in his, uh, how he loves the unworthy, but it's also in how he loves everyone. Don't we all know this verse, John three sixteen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. But I want you to consider Acts chapter 10 when Peter says, in truth I perceive that God shows no partiality. This verse is great. Watch this verse. Peter says, in truth I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Now, how about that verse? How about that thought? You want to talk about some love? You want to talk about a love for all of humanity? It says, whatever nation, whoever fears him and whoever works righteousness is accepted by him. That's a great love. That is a great love. What about this? His love is a just love. That's just how great it is. Think about Romans chapter 3, verse 26, when it says, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Have you thought about what that means? God shows and he presents his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Nobody could take the penalty of sin. Nobody could be good enough to take the penalty of sin on and help humanity except Jesus. And he did it perfectly. He didn't ever mess up. He didn't ever do the wrong thing. He had a a specific way to do something in order for him to be that satisfying sacrifice. And he did it. And he did it because he loves us. Matt, I know about all this, man. I get all this. You know, I remember hearing this when I was a child. And every lesson, somehow, in some way, it gets brought up again and again, Matt. You know, I mean, sometimes, just let me be honest. I get sick of hearing about that, really. Brother, when we shut off the understanding of how great God's love is, you better be careful. Because when we shut down just how much Jesus loves us and how much the Father loves us, we miss Christianity. See, we miss it. What are you talking about? You remember I referred to it earlier. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse, uh, uh, verse 13. Look at what it says. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Why love? Because God is love. But why love? Why why else? Because love is greater than faith and hope. You ever thought about what he is talking about? Faith apart from love is just cold. Just like faith apart from works is what, brethren? (laughs) It's dead. You remember this? It says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. See, saving faith must be accompanied by love or it leaves faith 
empty. What do we believe in? I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Don't we believe that? Don't we believe that to be true? Take the love out and where's your faith? Hmm. See, love is great. Love changes things. Love is what is the key ingredient for everything. See, love is greater than faith and love is greater than hope. Why is that? Why is love greater than hope? Because without love, there is no gospel. Amen? Without love, there's no way to be saved. There's no way to be reconciled. There's no way to be found right in God's eyes. Without love, there is no hope for me and you. No hope. But see, love is greater. And why is that? Because love is sacrificial. You remember what Jesus says? He says, as the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And look at what he says. I lay down my life for the sheep. You want to know who the sheep are, brother? Me and you. That's love. See, love is sacrificial. See, it's greater than faith. It's greater than hope because it's willing to sacrifice everything for you. See, love, it serves in the lowest places. Think about this. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, he rose from supper and laid aside his garments and he took a towel and he girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash some old nasty feet. Some old dirty Nasty feet. And he began to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Now that's love. What is Jesus proving in that point? What is Jesus trying to bring out in that thought? Jesus is trying to show those disciples that love is the key. See, love's greater than anything. Without love, our faith isn't right. Without love, our hope isn't where it needs to be at. See, love is sacrificial and it serves in the lowest places. And you know this one, brethren, it obeys. What does Jesus say? If you love me, then you're going to do what? Ask yourself this question tonight. Are you keeping his commandments? Period. You'll know how much you love him by the things that you do in your life. See, love obeys and you know what else it does? It makes service to him easy. We talked about this in class last week and I love this illustration. And Mike talked about it in the marriage class, but it's such a powerful thought. Here was this guy who's driving through uh, the speed, the school zone, right? He's driving through this school zone and he sees the policeman and he slows down, right? 
because he doesn't want a ticket. The next day he pulls through this school zone again. He doesn't see the policeman, so he doesn't slow down this time, but he almost hits this little girl. And he just about hurts her. And it bothers him. And then the next day, he goes through this same school zone and it doesn't matter if he sees the police or if he doesn't, he's slowing down. Why is that? Because his heart was changed. Brethren, when we love somebody, our heart is changed. See, I'll do anything for you. I'll do exactly what you want me to do if it's in accordance with God's will because I love you. See, love is greater than faith. Love is greater than hope because love is the key ingredient to it all. So why love? Because God is love. Why love? Because love is greater than faith and hope. And the last thing is this. Why love? Because love fulfills the law of God. Turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. I'm going to try and get you out here early. Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. Which is the first commandment of all is the title on the top of my area of scripture. It says, then one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, the first of all, the, uh, the first of all the commandments is hero Israel, oh, the Lord, your God, our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment, and the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. In verse 32, it says, so the scribe said to him, well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth. For there is one God and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Listen to this scribe, y'all. He got it. He said to love the Lord and to love somebody else is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Jesus' response is priceless. He says, now when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom. But after that, no one dared question him, right? They're like, man, this dude knows what he's talking about. You're not far from the kingdom of God. Brethren, here we are. If you've obeyed the gospel and you know what the gospel does for you, it puts you in a, in a place of sins being forgiven, reconciled to God. You have the ability to ask for forgiveness and you get it anytime you want it. 
Where's our love? Where's our appreciation? You can see it in the way that we talk to people. It can be seen by the way that we interact. See, why love? Because it fulfills the law of God. When Jesus was asked which was the first commandment, he answers to love the Lord God with everything. Heart, soul, mind, strength. But he don't stop there. What does he do? And I love this thought. Oh, it's so repetitive. Brethren, we hear it every single week. I hope it doesn't get on your nerves. I hope it doesn't bother you. I hope that it isn't something that you don't want to hear and you check out. I hope it isn't. Because it's the ingredient that gets you moving. It's the ingredient that makes it last. It's the ingredient that all your hope and your faith is put in. Brethren, if to see Jesus Christ one day is not your hope, there's a problem. Because that's what Christians are going to be doing for the rest of their life is worshiping the king. Are you ready? Are you excited? Can you wait? Jesus says there is no other commandment greater than these. And Matthew, in his account, talking about this thought in Matthew chapter 22, verse 40, he says, on these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. The fulfillment of the law was love. Isn't that incredible? The same emphasis is given by Paul in Romans chapter 13, verse 10. You, you remember what he says. He says, love does no harm to a neighbor and therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. See, love is nothing if it's only expressed in word. See, love is nothing if you just say it and there's nothing that comes after it. See, love is shown in deed and in truth. Amen? You remember what John the Apostle says in, in 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. He says, by this we know love. Here's how you know love, brethren. Because he laid down his life for us. Period. We know love because Jesus was willing to lay down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? I love what John says. He says, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. God showed his love by sending Jesus to earth. And we must show our love by obeying his commandments. John chapter 14, verse 15. I want to close with this thought. What are our plans for this week? 
I know we got work. Some people are going to be off. Some people are going to be doing certain things. Have you thought about your spiritual walk? What are the things that you can do this week that can show somebody the love of God? I'll tell you one good thing is Monday, these people are going to be riding in and we've got water and we've got uh, cards that we can give them. What a great opportunity to show somebody who we are and who we belong to. I know all of us aren't available for that, but if you are, uh, maybe make time to just stop by and see what's going on. But what about at work? What about the things that are going on? What about your boss? What about the, that employee that gets on your last, very last nerve? What can we do to show somebody how much we appreciate God's love for us? Brethren, I love you guys so much and I'm so thankful for you. I pray for you guys. Every day. Let's be somebody in somebody's life where they can see Jesus Christ. Let's show them the love that has been shown to us. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling. Maybe you're here today and you need prayers. We can pray with you. But maybe you're here and you're not a Christian. Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 says, for we are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And verse 27 says, such a beautiful thing. For as many of us, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And then he continues the thought by saying, neither slave nor free, everybody can get in on this if you want it. Won't you tonight, friend, put yourself in the body of Christ where all spiritual blessings are. Whatever you need, please come right now together we stand and sing.